Stampede. Garner is at number 132, recorded 327, 2022. Oil has been running this country for over 130 years, and I can't say I'm happy with all the things it's brought. I'm sort of in favor of bringing back the horse, mules, or even oxen, if you want to get somewhere. But I know that's not going to happen, because oil and gasoline allow people to move. It's kinetic. Oh, sure, I'd like to drive an all-electric car, one of those self-driving vehicles so I could just push back the driver's seat and watch the landscape pass by. You'd think life expectancy would get longer, but they say in this country, life expectancy has dropped a year or two, but may not have anything to do with the oil industry telling everyone how things are getting better. Yeah, you get oil pushing $130 a barrel, and those good old boys slap each other on their backs saying, Let her rip! No, some people live and die by oil. I can't begin to imagine what the oil infrastructure has done for the consumerist economy. I'm sure somewhere someone knows how many gasoline stations there are in this country. 
and I'd be correct in saying it's a big number. Just the industry to produce those gas pumps used to fill your car with gas has got to be enormous. Yeah, the oil boys in this country have it front-loaded, back-loaded, sideways-loaded, up and down. If the electric grid for charging up electric cars doesn't collapse and people abandon their combustible engines, there will be hell to pay if electricity for any reason shuts down in this country. But that's not an argument for why the oil industry in America should continue controlling how this country operates. The oil industry is nearly in every aspect of our economy. It has political power, and it's altered how we live. its refinement have resulted in some ugly consequences. Blowout of the Deepwater Horizon oil rig in 2010 at the Gulf of Mexico 
is a good case in point. I needn't enumerate all the effects that event produced on living things in those waters, but this episode is about the curious relationship between oil and electricity. Oil is a product created and buried by nature in the Earth's crust, originating millions of years ago, whereas electricity is created by us, but it's always been here, long before we ever thought about how to create it or how to put it to use. Electricity has been in existence since the beginning of time, long before there ever was an earth, before there ever was oil forming below the crust of the earth. Because of oil, we transformed it into energy and made enormous growth by burning it. The people responsible for helping to run this government have a plan to hold on to oil, to keep supplying our needs. But like the laws of nature, nothing ever stays the same. And one time or another, oil's control of our economy will falter. What will cause that event is difficult to say. The oil people say, we have enough oil to last a hundred years. We just need to keep finding it. What it does to our climate, water, and our air is another issue. But sometime, perhaps sooner than we think, driving to our favorite gasoline station to fill up is going to end. Our control as the world's reserve currency by creating the petrodollar 50 years ago is coming to an end. The dollar is being challenged. The world has watched as America has begun its decline. The violence, the inability to stop our addictions, our political deceit, our corrupting social values of demanding more have made us an unhealthy country. We aren't the greatest nation on earth. That was the lie propagated by our depleted black oil.
Garner isn't is a show about predicting what our future will be. And it's true, my level of success isn't always 100%. I said Putin wasn't going to invade Ukraine, and I was wrong about that. But what he did, I gave an explanation for his motivation. I'm not a propagandist with an agenda for supporting one view or another being paid a lot of money by a media corporation needing to protect our government's policies. No, I'm not about trying to mold public opinion. Instead, I look at what's happening and try to draw conclusions. Of course, I could be accused of offering up cheap talk. After I say oil's use for creating energy is rapidly coming to an end, I'm pretty confident in that prediction. When that happens, it'll bring an economic shockwave felt around the world. I don't have a reason to benefit by saying that. It's just a natural conclusion. There's just so much oil to be found under the earth, and when all is said and done, in extracting, refining, and burning it, there is a very obvious truth to it. Being dangerous to our well-being. Let's be honest about it. Oil has been used to produce wealth even if it was destructive to nature. And the long and the short of it, I'm in favor of the natural world not for the power of oil for running our government. You see, big oil has been running the inner workings of our government for some time now. It's made our consumerist economy. It helped to create an economy that demanded more because it allowed you to get more. But that can't last forever. It's volatile. It's difficult to transport and requires large investments for searching and extracting it from the earth. The natural conclusion will be something else to replace it, but will it be safe?
For over a hundred years, we trusted oil, and unfortunately, it's produced sub-nasty truths. And in running the economy, it's made electrical power the obvious replacement for it. It's interesting to note, the people in a position to replace oil aren't the same as the oil men that created America's energy needs. Oil men and the industry they represent aren't the same as the electrical men and the industry they represent, even though oil controlled how the American economy would grow It related to the physical condition of the natural world. To explore for oil, to study geological conditions for extracting it, make the men and women in the oil business different than the electric people. Of course, once oil is extracted from the earth, a different kind of oil person is involved in refining, marketing, and politically controlling how it's placed in the American economy. But oil people aren't like the electric people who use the laws of nature to produce energy. And this is important to understand because there aren't any assurances that electric power will create a better, safer world than the oil industry and its power. The technocrats, the scientists that help to produce electric power are a different breed, and what they've been producing today can tell what tomorrow will bring. Electricity uses the laws of nature without ever being a part of nature, at least Some oil people involved in finding oil live with nature, but that isn't the case with people who design what we use by electric power. The further we're removed from the natural world, the more dangerous we'll become. Our belief that artificial intelligence a product of the electric world, will free us. But in reality, it'll make us weaker. I respect nature, but the electric world isolates and distorts our relationship to it. We belong to something that is ancient, and we shouldn't abandon it.
There is a lot of evidence energy powered by electricity could be more dangerous than what the oil industry has done to our natural world. There are 439 operating nuclear power plants in 32 countries around the world, and they furnish electricity by heating water to produce steam for driving turbines, producing electricity. There have been many reported accidents at nuclear power stations since the first plant began operating in 1951. There remains two spectacular events. First, since 1986, the Chernobyl nuclear power plant melted down, which continues to this day. The second has been the environmental catastrophe of Fukushima, 2011, a disaster uncontained and will continue to pose a threat, perhaps worldwide, by contamination to the Pacific Ocean. These two events alone should make one wonder whether the production of electricity by nuclear power plants are worth the risk. If oil was the force that drove the 20th century, then with its decline in the 21st, reliance on nuclear power or other means of producing electrical energy will be our future. We may not be able to continue expecting or anticipating to get more in our future. We may have to learn to live with much less. We're vulnerable, and I mean that in the most basic of things. The food, the water, the air we breathe are all coming into risk, and we should begin to expect much less. We thought we could continue to demand we get more. But that isn't going to happen. Our politicians are saying we'll get back to normal. But that normal isn't going to look like anything we've ever known before. This country has never experienced inflation, but it's coming. And most Americans aren't prepared for that. We've never seen our currency be worthless, but it's coming, and it won't be normal. Say, who's got trouble? We got trouble. How much trouble? Too much trouble. Well, now, don't you frown. Just knuckle down and knock on wood. Who's unhappy? We're unhappy. How unhappy? Too unhappy. Uh-oh, that won't do. When you are blue, just knock on wood. Who's unlucky? We're unlucky. How unlucky? Too unlucky. But your luck will change if you arrange to knock on wood. Who's got nothing? How much nothing? Say nothing's not an awful lot, but knock on wood. Now, now who's happy? We're happy. Just how happy? Very happy. 
That's the way we're gonna stay, so knock on wood. Now who's lucky? We're all lucky. Just how lucky? Very lucky. Well, smile up then, and once again, let's knock on wood. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard the music of Jerome Moros from the 1958 movie Big Country, The Welcoming. Then Johnny Greenwood's composition for the movie There Will Be Blood, Future Markets, a 2007 release. Then another work by Greenwood, New Currency, from the 2021 movie Spencer, followed with two scores for the 1968 movie Planet of the Apes by Jerry Goldsmith, Searchers, and then The Search Continues. And finally from the movie Casablanca, Dooley Wilson's rendition of Knock on Wood. Retraction. Last week I claimed to have seen a video of a congressman singing a song about assassinating Putin on the floor of the U.S. Congress. I apologize for that. It was a comedian, not a congressman, and it wasn't on the floor of the House of the Congress, but it remains tasteless. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California. <laughs> 